Hello, and welcome to my first ever podcast. My name is Daniel Norris, and um, yeah, I've been meaning for a while to sit down and, and kick off my own podcast. I, As the title of the podcast says, I am passionate about empowering others to share, especially in this digital world we live in. And so this podcast is going to be tackling issues around social media, digital marketing, and in its most basic form, getting um, our message heard through the noise. And so I'm, I've been doing this now for um, around eight years, and I'm whether it's just a, uh, an individual creative, that might be you listening, a photographer, a videographer, a musician who has, has a message and wants to get it out there and get it heard by people, um, or you're an organization, for-profit, non-for-profit business, whatever it is, whatever, um, yeah, whatever you are offering out there in the world, um, I wanna do my best to serve you and help you. And so um, if you have specific questions around this or topics, please let me know. Um, but I'm excited to kick off this podcast, this first episode and, and start to explore what it looks like for me to have um, my own audio podcast. Um, I, I still don't uh, have exact clarity on, on what a season might look like or what segments I might throw in there. But I just thought today I'd start with the first two segments or pieces I wanted to kind of throw in and might do regularly is uh, first, just a little bit of a fun random one for those that know me. I often um, talk about coffee and communications, how they relate and how they connect. And I'm just generally passionate about coffee. So uh, I, I refer to myself as a reluctant coffee snob. And so I'm going to just do quick piece called the reluctant coffee snob uh, before I get into the main topic each time. Uh, and then I'll just tackle sort of a, a topic in communication that's on my mind. Um, ho hopefully in the future also get into interviewing um, people that I see are, are doing this in an excellent way. and People that are being innovative and creative, uh, especially in the space around social media. Um, and so, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day, whether you're just in your car or, or uh, at work or whatever you're doing. Um, thank you. I'm just so grateful for, yeah, just everyone that takes the time to listen. Um, and I really hope you find value in this and please engage with me. Please um, shoot me an email, check out my website, danielnorris.com or come check me out on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is you like to do and connect with. I'd love to connect with you there. And I'm now excited to connect with people in the podcasting space. So on Spotify and whatever platform you're watching on this, please, yeah, please reach out. Please let me know. Um, I, I want this content to serve you, the listener, not just my opinions and my thoughts uh, out there to myself. So um, if you want me to make this a regular thing, um, please, yes, please, please engage. So, um, but I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. So thanks a lot. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to kick in, uh, get into the next segment. Thanks for listening. Okay, so for my first ever reluctant coffee snob talk spot or whatever I'm going to call it, uh, I thought I would start off by introing a bit of my coffee history and how, why I refer to myself as a reluctant coffee snob, where some of you might be on the listening to this thinking, oh no, he's just a straight up coffee snob. Uh, in some ways that is, yeah, definitely the case. I'm not going to like argue it, but I, I add the word reluctant because I kind of stumbled my way into it. And I, I do put in a little bit of effort to try and uh, consume some um, poorly crafted coffee, or you could say that. But 
Um, for those of you that don't know me, uh, I spent or I lived uh, in Australia for about 16 years. And Australia is actually quite well known for their coffee and so and for making their coffee, not necessarily for growing coffee in any way, no, but for roasting and for making it. Um, their cafes are, yes, top in the world for sure, their baristas. And so I kind of, in the last 16 years, you've, we've kind of watched this emergence of what's called the uh, third wave of coffee. Uh, coming in that uh, is kind of all these specialty coffees and nice coffee shops. Um, this is sort of the what's come next after the Starbucks and some of these chains that sort of kicked off some of that, but and made it a bit more mainstream, but it's now become quite specialist. It's almost in some ways it, it feels very much to me uh, parallel to the wine industry in some way. Um, there, everyone's got their special tasting and flavors and notes and, and, and processes of how it's made. And it's, it's quite uh, intricate. Um, and so, um, yeah, just kind of not growing up, but uh, living around um, such a high level of coffee in Australia, even my workplace had uh, what was in a lot of ways, quite a high level of coffee, freshly roasted, made with a really great machine, great training of the baristas. Um, it was, I, basically just had a cup of really good coffee hand to, handed to me on quite a regular basis. Um, and it was quite affordable too. It wasn't that I was even spending the kind of money that you might even spend at Starbucks for the majority of the time when I was getting this high quality coffee. And so it just kind of my taste buds emerged over that. Um, I never really even went out of my way to, to get this specialty coffee. It was just provided to me. And I even had, was able to purchase really good quality beans for really cheap basically the same price or not cheaper than grocery store sort of supermarket coffee. And, and so that's just what I did. It's what me and my wife did. And so um, over the years, it's just that, that flavor is just stuck with me and stuck with us. And so anytime I go and have bad coffee now, it's just not the same. It's much more noticeable. It's much more harder to stomach. It's kind of like once you've tasted the better things in life, it's, it's harder to go back. And so that's where my, 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 my reluctance has come in becoming a coffee snob because it's not always available and I wouldn't mind just uh, having that uh, plunger muddy coffee on the airplane every once in a while just because I enjoy a cup of coffee or help me wake up in the morning or off of a flight. Um, but it's getting a little more difficult. And so um, I've never, I, I trained as a barista at one point years ago, but never really at a high level. Um, but I've got a lot of uh, barista and coffee, clearly co coffee snob friends around me over the years. And so they've always been able to kind of explain the process with me. And I'm fascinated by process with coffee. That's how it often ties into communications for me. And so um, that's just a bit of my history. Now living in Kona, Hawaii, I, um, I'm kind of uh, trying to navigate what that looks like. How do I get good coffee into our home? How do I do it on a budget, an affordable way? And so these might be things I tackle in the future with this reluctant coffee snob spot. Might be able to explain my current coffee setup, both in home and for travel. Um, but if you have questions about coffee that your topics on coffee you'd like me to cover, uh, you can obviously ask those as well. That might shape some of my future reluctant coffee snob spots. Um, but yeah, so this wasn't necessarily the most interesting of them, but I thought I would kick it off by kind of explaining what, why I call myself a reluctant coffee snob and why would I have a spot talking about coffee? I really do think there's such a powerful blend, not just in caffeinating ourselves as creatives and communicators, and some people don't like to do that. It's fine. Um, 
but also Justin, I, I, I will, and I'll share this in a future podcast. I am so passionate about process and having good processes and what we do and, and the impact it has on the end product in the end. So in communications, that's everything. We're often trying to just get that quick, um, instant coffee Keurig spat out at, for us. Whereas what I know from coffee is the more intricate the process, the more care and love that goes into it and the more uh, skill that goes into it, the better the cup of coffee is. You might be happy with instant coffee and a poor result. That doesn't change the fact that it is a poor result. And I think it's awesome that you like that instant coffee and you should keep drinking it. There's nothing wrong with that. But in communications, if you want a good result, there's a big part of that takes a quality process. So I already kind of explained it really quickly, but maybe I'll share my uh, metaphors and analogies in more detail in the future. But that's uh, uh, my first ever reluctant coffee snob spot. Now to the rest of the podcast. Thanks for listening this far. Okay, now to the main segment, the main chunk of the podcast. The topic for today um, is surrounding uh, a recent question that was asked on one of my videos I put out. It really has to do with why I've been putting out videos and why I'm now sitting and recording this podcast. But I was asked uh, recently by a friend, um, what do I see is the current um, gold out there in social media at the moment, maybe the untapped gold, the un unmined or whatever you might want to call it. The thing, uh, the thing that a lot of us just quite aren't quite including myself. I'm not in this saying I'm doing a good job at this, but basically what I see is probably the next sort of place that we can really drill into to see uh, success. So it's kind of like a thing I see in the future, though I'm also seeing uh, some of the other people that I follow and are doing this really well are are doing this. And so uh, I think it is also tried and true, even though I also see it as the future of social media. Um, and that really has to do around content and content distribution and, and how often we're putting out content and, and how we do that. Um, and so in discussing this topic of the untapped gold and with social media, if, you, if you're looking for what's next and how to take your social media up to the next level, um, consistency has always been key, but I think it's uh, with all the different platforms out there and different things, I think uh, the thing that's going to make the difference for us as creatives or us as say businesses or organizations is is not simply putting out a piece of content, but it's it's it really I think most of it now comes around the how. There's really two parts to communication. Uh, it's not that simple, but there's the creating the content itself side, and then there's the distribution side. And I think we have so much creativity out there in the world. We have so much technology now that makes it easy to create really high quality content, whether it's now the cameras that we hold in our hands and are on our phones that can shoot in 4K, and the, the fact that we can edit on our phones and our iPads, really cool videos, stuff that Man, when I was a kid, I only dreamt of doing um, with my parents' Sony Hi8 video camera tape that I, I, I was cutting edge, plugging it into the computer with iMovie version one. Well, now what you can do is just, it's, it's incredible. So even in editing photos as a photographer with Lightroom and stuff on your iPad or phone, and there's really no excuse to not have quality. I mean, there's still a huge learning curve in, in doing good work and, and and being good at what you do in your art form, but especially for a lot of it, the gap has been shrunk in creating content, especially content that is 
good enough for social media and for distributing on social media. So I think really the future of social media and the future skill set that I think you should be honing in on and what I'm trying to do more at myself personally and with the, the people that I work with is how do we get better at distributing content? How do we work on, how do we get better at that process of distributing content? And I love using video as an example of this. Um, it, because I think it's, it's a good anchor piece of content. I also think videos easily the most powerful medium we have to communicate a message on the internet. Um, and, and so whether that's on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, Instagram TV, whatever the platform, I just think video is, is you've got to, uh, work that into your skill set um, or into what you're doing in some way. And so even if it's finding someone who can make videos for you or whatever it is, outsourcing or someone on your team, you've got to be doing video. If you're not doing video now, go out and do that, even though that's not the topic. But I'm always fascinated working with videographers and creatives that are putting together videos for social media. They're often so often taking each, each thing and, and treating it like a, a one-off project. And so it's like, I've got this idea, I'm gonna edit this video, an interview, a promotional video, or whatever it is, or shoot something. They're gonna edit it, spend all this time, even, even I, I know this being myself doing video work, I, you just over edit and you're just over perfectionists. And, um, and so you take weeks working on this project, you finally get to the end and you're kind of like, oh, I'm, a, I'm done. I finished this project. That's the creative side of communication, the content creation side. But you get to the end and you're kind of like, okay, now I'm done. And you just click upload. Whether that, okay, maybe you upload it to all the platforms, Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is, but you just click upload and you kind of write a title and you kind of focus on that. And you're like, sweet, if it's good, it will fly. If it's not, it won't, but it's just a moment. And as we know from social media, a moment goes by very fast um, and it's, it's kind of sad that all that work that you put into it doesn't really get a chance to, or it's not even to its full maturity to even have a chance to fully impact uh, your intended audience. And so um, what I think we, we should be doing with our videos, both in, this has got to be thought through when we're creating the video as well, but we should be creating videos or tackling projects with a, um, a multi-platform, multi-audience, and, and even multi-message perspective. And what I mean by that is if you've got a, a video that's a few minutes long, I think it's good to even focus on even creating projects that are multiple minutes long, longer form videos that you can then take and cut down into little bite-sized pieces that you can um, you can crop and change the ratios, the screen. So it might be in a vertical format, but you might want to make a, a, a 16 by nine, or I guess it's the other way, nine by 16 vertical for Instagram stories. It's only 15 seconds and basically a piece of content that you're going to be able to use for, for hours on end, for months on end, for even years on end, um, and that you're going to get lots of things out of it and pieces out of it. I watch vloggers all the time. I think they, they make these really long vlogs. They're 15, 20 minutes. They're engaging, they're great, but only a small audience has the time to sit there and listen and watch these 15 minute videos. So I'll occasionally watch these vlogs and I'll, I just happen to have the free time to do that. But as I'm watching it, I'm always struck by how there's always these moments throughout the vlog. It could be literally 15 seconds, 30 seconds, it could have been a minute discussion with someone, a little interview that I'm like, man, that's amazing. I'm so glad I watched all the way through to find this. But it's a bummer to me that there's 
thousands and thousands of other people like me that it's not that they didn't want to listen to the whole thing. They just didn't have time at that moment, that moment, think about that statement again, that moment that they were scrolling on social media. And so you, you should, in a sense, train yourself both in the creation, but in the end to be able to go like, hey, I'm going to take that 30 second clip out set that to the side. Maybe you don't have time to do it right then and you want to get your vlog up, but just sort of cut that out, take note and go, hey, when you don't have time to create content, you've got all this other content there that you could republish in, in different formats and in different ways that people could get it out there. I think we often, it's, it's kind of also like a lot of vloggers, they want to be YouTubers. Like, I want to be a YouTuber. It's like, why is, our goal should not be to be a YouTuber. Our goal should be that humans interact with us and humans hear our message right like that's the point our point is not to become a platform or become good on a platform our our, our goal is that our message is heard and so i think i i get that long vlogs may not work on facebook but i would love to see that 60 second clip like i told you that that conversation you had with that person in your vlog um i would have watched and made me interested to even watch your next full length vlog because I'm like, oh, there's gold in this content. There's gold messages there, but they just didn't take full advantage of it. So untapped gold, we're talking about tapping. It, it could be existing content or even in our creating of content, there's so much untapped gold in our content and messages that no one ever sees. They don't see because you can't be bothered to make it vertical or five by four for Facebook you're making it long and skinny and cinematic videographers i'm sorry i love you but you're not making the next lord of the rings film to play in an imax movie theater so 16 by 9 widescreen video yes the occasional person will turn their phone around but even then that's not how young people are consuming the mo the bulk of their content and are not listening to their messages so many of them now today are actually consuming even like an audio podcast like I am now. It's cr crazy the emergence of the audio podcast too. Um, a few of the people that I follow, some of their podcasts, it's they're literally just taking the audio from their videos and uploading them as podcasts and I and topics within podcasts. And I might, I'm likely gonna do that in the future. I think some of my recent videos, the audio quality needs work, but um, it's thinking like, how can I shape this up and use this, this, this time I, I taught this class or I gave a keynote speech or I, I had an interview with a friend or whatever, how can I get it out there? Um, it helps you bring, it helps you up your consistency game um, because maybe, especially if you're an individual, you don't have enough time to be putting out posts every single day but you can kind of create these one main pieces of content that you can drill into for a long time to come. And so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do that, how to do that well. Um, I'd, I'd love to get your ideas or if you've done it recently, I'd love, please send me your content. I'd love to see this done. Uh, I just don't see it enough. I don't see it done enough um, across social media. I think there's even say quotes that are said in, in a video that could have been pulled out and made into a graphic image. There's, um, and, there's just so much potential and opportunity there. And so um, I want to encourage you uh, today that to, to even start by maybe you don't have the time or you don't have the ability to currently go out and shoot a whole another project or a video, but I guarantee you've got something there. Even your past old YouTube videos, is there something there that you can go back, find the footage and re-edit it in a way that fits the platform, the medium, where, where young people are hanging out how young people are consuming content. When I say young people, old people too, all ages really, like the line is blurred between platforms. They're all the same. 
the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Snapchats, the whatever it is, they're just basically there's long videos, short videos, really short videos, vertical videos, square videos. And so if you can find ways to add graphics to them, and um, I love seeing like, I've been playing around with that myself. I say a square, put a square video, but take advantage of the person's phone screen and put the topic of the video graphic in a big white box above it. And you can, even if you have the time to do subtitles, really big block letters, people are often watching videos without the sound on it. Um, you, you, I've, I'm seeing this more and more across some of the most effective social media communicators I see out there. So. Um, yeah, like I said, if, if you have an idea or a past content that you've done that with, or you, or you have a question on what on earth I'm talking about, even more specifically, uh, reach out to me. I'll do my best to respond to you quickly, but I really do believe this is the future of how we could be more consistent and be cranking up. But it's not just for consistency's sake, but that we can um, not miss the full potential of the content that we're creating and not miss the full potential of the gold that you have to share. Uh, like I said, I've got I've seen so many of my friends and and people I follow and organizations or businesses uh, put out pieces of content and just literally upload them quickly or share a link to a a video that's somewhere on a different platform or something like that and it goes up and you're like, oh my goodness, if I could just have at it with that one piece of content, bring it into my editing software, chop it up. Not talking about lengthy, big, long thing to do. Um, I could create their next like three weeks worth of content in some way. So really, 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 I think honing, I mean, it goes beyond just how we're crafting these videos, but if, if I nutted it down to one thing, it's distribution. I think becoming experts at how we distribute our creative content across social media for the platform with, with the platform in mind, but ultimately our audience in mind, because that's really what this is about. It's about the message being heard. And so if it's not being heard, um, that's, I think, the big reason why. And so if you're a creative trying to find friends that are really good or know how to do that kind of stuff, or but I think it's a skill set we should all develop. Uh, as communicators, I think it involves being uh, having the ability to do the whole communication process from the creative side to distribution. Now, if you work with a team and can have people that specialize in those areas, that's awesome. But if you just have a, if you have a really, really incredible creative team with no one that's really honing into this area of distribution on social media and how to, how to properly craft your message and, and, and shape it into these different spaces, you're missing out on what I could, what I'd see as, this is a made up statistic, but 70 or 80% of the potential impact that your content can have. So that is the goal. That's the future of social media. This is why I'm making this podcast. That's why I'm gonna, wanting to put out more videos, wanting to continue to get better at it, even though the videos might not be that great right now. I just want to practice, keep doing it. I have the ability to make better videos, but it takes me a lot of time that I often don't have. So I'm going to just start to put out until I get my workflow in a space where I can put out higher quality without all the hours. They're going to be the way that they are. And same with these audio podcasts. I'm going to work on them and keep putting stuff out. I'm not going to be worried about it. This has to be a 30 minute podcast. This has to be a or specific length in episodes. I just want to do my best to, um, yeah, get uh, the message that I have out there, which is all about your message is all about, like I said, the title of the podcast, empowering you to share. Um, that's what I'm here to serve. Really have no motivation to get anything in return. I just, I, I love um, seeing people. Um, yeah, I think we all have a message. We all have incredible value in what we have to say. And it's often sad how much 
incredible messages are never heard simply because um, yeah, a lack of understanding and, or knowing what to do. And especially in this digital age, social media, it's just, it's a frustrating one and it's, it's crazy. It's changing so fast. So if I can help you stay up to date with the changes, stay up to date with this crazy world, that's what I'm here to do. So once again, man, so appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. Um, please, please, uh, message not, um, being a communicator feedback is everything. It's why I will keep making podcasts. And if there's no feedback, you know what, being a communicator, I'm going to go, this isn't the right space for what I'm doing. I'm not doing it right. I'm going to adjust, try something different. So I've, I've been, I've known for a while that podcasts is, is not just some new thing. It's been around for a while, but it just keeps getting stronger. It's not going away. And I think it's even myself, I've started to consume podcasts way more than ever before. And so as a communicator, um, I'm, I got to take it seriously. So here I am. So yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day, evening, wherever you are in the world right now. Um, this is Daniel Norris signing off uh, my first ever podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Bye guys.